Hello and welcome to Another Look, a podcast about anything and everything that we feel deserves another look. Comics, movies, television, anime, and all that cool stuff we're going to talk about. I'm your host, Jeremy McKinley, and today we have a special regular guest... Brian Powers. Good to be back, man. Oh my goodness, man. It's been so long. It's, it's been a minute. It's what, Deadpool 2? Yeah, I think it was Deadpool 2. Wow. That's, yeah. Well, <laughs> has been a minute ago. Well, today we're going to be talking about the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, the musical biopic for the band Queen. Brian, give me the backstory of the production. I heard that there was uh, some uh, mishaps with uh, directors not showing up and stuff. Yeah, so this was directed, or at least the director of record is Brian Singer. He did X-Men. Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Usual Suspects. That's the one I was looking for, Usual Suspects. So he's he's done a lot of stuff. Um, And so... Superman Returns. Yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Uh, So he he, um, has done quite a bit. However, he wasn't, or at least rumors, there's a lot of rumors that come out with, uh, with what was happening. But the main thing is he wasn't getting along with Rami Malek. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were having disagreements. Uh, there's even a rumor he may have thrown something at Rami Malek, Ooh. Uh, which is a big no-no. <laughs> like, even in Hollywood, yeah. you still don't do that. And um, he also wasn't showing up to set on some days. Uh, without really any excuses or anything like that, or telling anyone beforehand. Mm. So about two-thirds of the way through, they uh, booted him, and uh, they brought in someone who was already on the production, uh, Ruben Fletcher, I believe. Okay. He was their uh, DP. Okay. And so he did the last few weeks, or last third of the movie. Okay. But still, uh, on the movies, it, it was because of DGA regulations, um, was Brian Singer. Because it was still, he still did most of the, exactly. most of it, gotcha. Yeah. So this feels very much like, um, do you know the story of uh, Poltergeist? Yes. Where like, uh, was it Toby Hooper or something like that? Yeah. Directed I actually it, but, just watched that movie. But, but everyone says that Spielberg Shadow directed it the whole yeah, time. Be, yeah, because it had something to do with E.T. and his contract or something yeah, like that. that. That one and also there's... It's never been said, but there's speculation about uh, the Bukowski's actually shadow directing V for Vendetta. Oh, really? Because the guy that directed V for Vendetta, nothing he's done has ever been that good since. <laughs> so you're like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're, like you're wondering, like, w- what happened to the quality yeah. of directing here? Like, One the, thing is not like the other. <laughs> you may have had a little, uh, a little help. Yeah, for sure. A little help in that department. But yeah, we're talking about Bohemian Rhapsody, directed by Brian Singer, uh, chronicles the life mostly of Freddie Mercury and his band, kind of like yeah, you know, like they're there, a they bit. have mo- they, they, a bit. So what I will say, starting from the top, is if you are a big Queen fan, and and I mean like you know the history of Queen, you know you know you've watched you know actual like not biopics but like documentaries on them and know the details, you're probably gonna hate this movie. Because, I agree with that. Because most people that I know that hate this movie are really big Queen fans. Yeah. And they know the the details in and out. Mm-hmm. And they say and I've been told that this movie gets very little right in terms of accuracy. Yeah. In terms of what actually happens. That's actually on my con <laughs> section that we'll uh, save for uh, uh, spoilers. But uh, yes, there's quite a bit. And, and there's uh, one thing in particular that really kind of grinded my gears that we'll, we'll talk about later. Cool. But uh, yeah, if you know a lot about Queen, actually in my 
situation. I knew some about Queen. I liked their music. I knew about Freddie Mercury. But um, even just that, I feel I felt like I knew too much right. going into this movie. Dude, I have a weird thing about biopics. So I'm I'm a Queen fan now. I just kind of got into them last year, actually. Okay, cool. But, but you know, that, I, I didn't realize how many things I already liked by them. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, these guys are great. But. What's I have a weird thing with true story movies, mm-hmm. you know, based on a true story or biopics or whatever. I only judge the movie I'm watching because I, when I go in and it's based on a true story, there's no promise that this movie is going to be accurate. It's just based on a true story. This yeah. is kind of what happened. This is like, I go in immediately like, this is fiction with some stuff that may or may not have happened. Fair enough. Yeah. Is the movie enjoyable to me? The only time I, the only time that I will ding a movie for being inaccurate is if it's a documentary and that's your job to be accurate and actually have the facts. So, as I watched this movie, I had a good time, but I feel like the movie's PG thirteen rating really hurt it. That that is right <laughs> on my list. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like you know when you think uh, what I did know about Queen. Okay, is. Uh, Freddie Mercury, uh, really Freddie Mercury in in general is he is he was homosexual. Yeah, and obviously, I yeah. Mean, it, it, I mean, it was seen, not like if you see a picture of him. Well, here's the up. thing. Um, just just a, just a button real quickly here. Yeah, yeah. I heard from people that you know that knew him, and from people that knew a lot about him, that when he wasn't on stage, he was very much an introvert. He, oh yeah, he was very shy. Mm-hmm. He is not shy in this movie at all. Oh yeah. Like it was like there's a point where because like because I saw it with this girl that I went on a date with that I saw it with her right there's a point where I leaned over to her and I said so was he ever in the closet yeah yeah no no absolutely yeah in now that you mention that it, that's really true they might like show or I think they say it that he's like kind of closed off or something like that at some point in the movie I can't remember. Um, but, um, yeah, he's never really shown as an introvert. He's not really shy yeah. ever. Yeah. Like, I mean, he kind of walks, I mean, like the moment that he walked over to that band and they're just like, Hey, or the smiles, I guess that's what the band is called yeah. before they become queen. And he says, Hey, I can, I write some songs and stuff. And he's like, yeah, we can, it's like, I can sing too. And he's like, yeah, well not with those teeth. And he immediately starts singing. I'm like, and, and I know introverts and they don't put themselves out there like that. Right. Maybe like, Hey, I write some songs maybe and then walk away, but they will not like just start singing like in like a in front of these strangers exactly they don't just have that's just not what introverts do yeah for sure but yeah that just kind of in my head i know that too i hear that to be a fact so i'm just like okay so that's where the difference is Mm -hmm. i mean to be fair i will say one good thing i like about this movie rami malik in terms of what he's what he's he killed it what he's doing is great yeah is it accurate Probably not. Yeah. But I, although from what I hear, when he's on stage, that's accurate. Like yeah. all the stuff he does on stage is is, is is accurate to what Freddie Mercury does and his persona on stage. Mm-hmm. Off stage, though, it's fun. But I and that's the most I can pretty much say about it. But in terms of the range he has, he obviously is, is acting is behind off with that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And and going back to the rating thing, mm-hmm. um, uh, the 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 two things I knew about him was. Homosexual, also heavy drug use. Yeah. And he was kind of known for that. And you know a little bit about the story, him dying and all that. You know, he, everyone says he lived a hard life. You yeah. Know, those were, I think he died at 45, 45 or something yeah. like that. 45, yeah. Um, and that there was a hard, very hard, tough 45 years on his mm-hmm. body for sure. And I feel like we didn't see that. I mean, right. they alluded to it, but I felt. 
I feel like the only way to really describe it was sanitized. It felt yes. very sanitized so that more people could come see the movie. To make that um, money. And make a lot of money, which it did. Made a lot of money. But I feel like that was at a detriment of the story and the movie altogether. Now, I'm going to throw a movie out to you. And this is what I wanted from this movie, realizing what it, what his how crazy his life actually uh-huh. was. I wanted the Wolf of Wall Street of music biopics. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like I like I because like you talk about oh he did drugs. I'm like I never see him do it. I I, I see like cocaine dishes like around. We yeah. never we never see him doing. You see that. him taking like a pill at yeah. one point. And I'm like yeah he's gay and sleeping around with all these guys that we never see. Right. And uh, and I'm like you know. I mean, I'm. I don't always like seeing dudes kiss, but I'm pretty sure I need to see some dudes kiss in this movie, right? right? <laughs> and I don't really get to see it all that much. And every time he's like, he has sex with a guy, it's always he just looks at a guy who's going to a bathroom, right? And then they just cut, and you're just like, well, did he do it? Did he not? I don't know. Yeah, it's like I mean, at least show him going in there, like right? Right? you don't have to, you know, show us a glory hole or anything. Yeah. Just you know, but, show, but you elude that he this, goes in there. This, this movie needed to be dirtier. Yes, it did. Yeah, it, like I said, it felt too clean. It was very clean. It was. It was. It was. It was for you. I mean, you could take your grandmother to see this movie. And, oh, absolutely! And, and, and I actually took my parents, <laughs> and they were fine. Right? <laughs> they were fine. Yeah, yeah. And and even my dad, who, um, I mean, he was obviously around during this time. This was before my time, of course. Um, but he was like, that just didn't feel. He was like, I liked it. I didn't love it. And mm-hmm. I, and once I start prodding him and things, it was a lot of that. It was like he felt like they just kind of went over, glossed over um, his, his, you know, the homosexuality and the, and the drug stuff, which is a lot of what defined him in yeah. his life um, and ultimately his death as well. And so and he's not really like a movie person. I I like going to movies with him because he is basically the general audience yeah. for me. So I can kind of see, yeah. okay, this is how I think of a movie. And all right, this is how the general exactly. audience who doesn't watch a ton of movies thinks about this movie. And we were actually on the pretty much the same page. I think he liked it a little bit more than I did. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just like it felt like hollow at times, I would say. I don't. I don't know if that's the right word. Um, it, maybe surface level for some of it. You know what it felt like to me? It wasn't necessarily hollow or surface because I felt like the direction was great. Everyone, mm-hmm. everyone acting was fine. Yeah. You know, uh, cinematography, everything looked good. Yeah. But it felt. What's the word I used? Frictionless. Okay. Yeah. Like everything felt so easy. Like every hit song came out of just like it was so easy to just make a like make a hit song here and there. Like there was, I didn't feel like there was a real struggle. Yeah. For them to become queen. Yeah. Like, like they become queen and then they're already like touting themselves as being the greatest band of all time before they even have the stuff to back it up. Yeah. But they already have the confidence behind it, and I feel like there needed to be some 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 ebb and flow, some trial and error, some mm-hmm. struggle before they. Broke you know before they broke big, but yeah, they just, absolutely. But their thing of breaking big, like there was no, there were no failures. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you need to have failures to make the wins feel sweeter. Yeah, and it's just win, 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 almost yeah. the entire time. I, I feel like there was also some pacing issues there because I feel like they went like they were together and then. 
boom, they're a big band and they're mm-hmm. on tour in Japan and all this. Like I, and then like in the middle, it kind of drug out for me a little bit. So Ooh. I felt I felt like there was some. I don't know if you felt uh, pacing. Issues it felt there. too fast for me. Yeah, it felt way too fast. There were. A, I wanted more of like you know the moment when they are the scene when they go out to that barn or that or that farmhouse to like write they yeah. want to get away from everything to you know get focus. I wanted that to be longer. Yes, because I mean that's where the meat's made, right? Mm-hmm. I mean that's where the sausage is made is, is is out there when you're grinding and everything. Like there's a scene where because Freddie Mercury does his solo thing for a second, right, and then comes back and he's like, I had everyone do everything I wanted, and the problem was they did. Like, like I didn't have, any, I didn't have, I didn't have anything to push up against. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the problem with this movie is that they don't have anything in the plot to push up against. Yeah, and also like in that same uh, like speech he gave, mm-hmm. um, he also talked about how like he would he would get pushback from the band. Yeah, but and I guess we saw a little bit of that. But, but you, I wanted to see, but, but you want to see more of what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of them like getting in a knockout, drag out fight, knockdown, drag out fight um, over over something, a certain lyric or or a drum pattern or something, um, a guitar solo. I didn't see any of that. No. It, I, I wanted to see more of it. It needed it. I get, yeah. Like I said, friction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and like when he said that, I was like, that's great if we saw it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, that I, that almost took me out of the movie with that line because I'm like, I didn't see, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, and there's a whole thing where Freddie, there's a whole, I feel like Freddie lacks a character arc. I feel like there's a beginning and an end, but not a middle to it. Mm-hmm. Because there's a point where, you know, he, he obviously he has the whole thing of being lonely because like, his bandmates go out and they get wives and get married and have families. And he's just, you know, alone, in his, alone in his mansion. And he has that party and they're just like, oh, oh we're all going to leave now and stuff. And he's like, oh, but come on, stay and stuff. He's, 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 he's messing around. Yeah. But obviously it's hurting their feelings and stuff. And it's weird. Like, they needed to feel like brothers right mm-hmm. like like as a band yeah and, and i feel like they each had a thing to contribute but i didn't feel like i, I got to i got to see them actually like contributed like except for like the ones here where the one guy like plays the bass line to uh, another one bites the dust and they're like oh i like that bass what's what's the, what's that i love that bass line right when, when they just yeah there. and it just felt like wait you just Came up with that bass line right then and there. I mean, I love that song. And and, and, if, and if you play that beat, you're just like, well, come on, man. I, that song is great. But, yeah. And that that's another thing. And I feel like we're shitting on this movie a lot. And I'm going to go into uh, some of the things I really liked about it. Please. But, um, but before I do that, um, I do feel like... Like I really, I really did like, um, like how they went into making uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, yeah. that's the name. Oh, of that the was movie. cool. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Um, real quick, I'll just aside to that is they did that like two or three or four other times, mm-hmm. and I feel like that was too much. Okay, so um, uh, I think they did it for like We Will Rock You. They did it. overstate its welcome. With, yeah, like I feel like. Yeah. It's like do that once, do yeah. that twice, yeah. maybe even three times. But I feel I feel like they just did it too much. Gotcha. And, and like you said, it was easy. Yeah. If it was like they did it and they had friction between them and they, it lasted and you know, and then it's like, oh, this is what it ended up being. Cool. Like I would love to hear versions of the, of those songs in the movie, 
before they were good. Exactly. But going back a little, that the scene with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and the experimentation and the, the different things they did uh, to try to get all of the sounds like they wanted to. I do, um, I, there was a great scene. I don't, wasn't it for that particular song, but remember when they had the speaker like swinging from side to yeah. side to get it to echo? Okay, from, from I guess it wasn't right? for Bohemian. Well, no, when, 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 well, no, that was for another song that okay. they did, but I know what you're talking but about. But the experimentation. But, but, but I, like, I like the moment when you were talking about when they were experimenting with the sound and yeah. like having uh, having a speaker go from here to here, yeah. having a guy play way over there. Yeah, and then having I think they put like this. quarters on the on the drum or yeah. something. Yeah, but it was different. And, it yeah. was, and that, again, we love that stuff yeah the, I, I i really like that i like like the galileos mm-hmm. in uh bohemian rhapsody which was great and like how many more galileos do i have to say you, you know? have to keep over overlapping the voices yeah the track so that when you hear it it's like it's it's like this super layered mm-hmm. thing of like every octave like going higher and higher yep. and higher and it sounds great yeah, so that stuff was awesome. I was like, all right, cool. I feel like I'm in the studio with them. Yeah. And, and really seeing this come to life, even though there wasn't as much friction as I would like, I was still, the, it was good. And that one, I think, was done out of all, I think they did it three or four times. Out of all of the ones they did, they did that one the best. Yeah. Which they should, because it's the name of the movie. Yeah. Um, it's also one of the greatest songs of all time. It so. is. You also mentioned Rami Malik. Yeah. You know, this is a guy who he's been in. He's been in like Mr. Robot. Um, he's been a supporting actor for a long time. Yeah, he um, was in a. Unfortunately, God of Egypt. Gods of Egypt. He although, was, although I dude, think he was in one of the Twilight although, movies. Although, he, he, he was in one of the <laughs> Twilight Night at the movies. Museum. He was really good in. Oh yeah. He, oh yeah. And and the thing is, in both Night at the Museum and Gods of Egypt, he plays an Egyptian, which he actually is. Yeah. He was like the only actual Egyptian in Gods of Egypt. <laughs> Uh, so, but this is like really his time to shine, and he takes he makes Ooh, the most. It, he disappeared into the role. I mean, he was Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looks like him. Uh, he he just he did really really good job. Um, I I feel like without him, the movie might have it. It would have been, I mean, for its problems, it would have been even worse. I, I think it's, I, this is a good movie, and I, mm-hmm. I do like this movie. I wish it were a little bit better, mm-hmm. uh, and I feel like it could have been. But without him, mm-hmm. this movie fails. Yeah, absolutely. Completely fails. I mean, he, he bring he, this movie rides on his coattails, I feel like. Yeah, like Freddie Mercury, right? You're just like, hey, we're just all here to witness. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So he, he was awesome. I hope he gets a uh, Oscar nomination. Yeah, I don't think he should win, but... I don't I, think he'll win. But a nomination, yes. I, I think be, he definitely... Because I want him to get more work as a leading man, because he is great. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of how you get the, the one-hit wonders, where they their first big one, they get the... Award and then you never hear from them again. Burn bright and then you burn out. And then you burn out. Like that does happen. Um, so I definitely don't want that for him. I think it would be a travesty if he didn't at least get a nomination. Mm-hmm. But he, yeah, he was just awesome. I really liked him in this movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. He, he's great. I, I wanted him. I wanted them to take him further because he's obviously built to play this. Yes. 
and he had great highs, but he needed some lows. Yeah. And I wanted to see Freddie Mercury on the bathroom floor, like in his own vomit from by his own hand, of, of just being lonely. And he never had those low moments. Like he's always so clean, even when he's like in a house full of drugs. His hair is still great. He doesn't. He, he doesn't look any yeah. bit dirty. He doesn't look. He doesn't look yeah. like he's beaten down by fame in life. Mm-hmm. And he needs to. He needs to have that. Yeah, and from all accounts, he was. He was. Yeah. So. And it goes back to the whole, you know, hard life kind of thing. And, um, yeah, just it could have been such a good character study. And how fame affects somebody and what it drives them to. And I feel like we just skim the surface of that, if that. And this wouldn't be nearly as troubling if A Star is Born didn't come out like True. a month before and yeah. tackled all that well. Yes, it did. <laughs> yes, I, I actually saw I saw this movie, then I saw A Star is Born. And there was an obvious up in quality of... <laughs> yes, Star, Star is Born is uh, one of my favorite movies of the year. Yeah, it's, 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 it's in my top five. It's fantastic, sure. but, but it's just the fact that you have two movies that are about similar topics, yeah. and one tackles it head-on while the other yeah, one... Yeah, and it, the comparison, like... No comparison. But again, I think one's aiming to be more, like you said, a, of a crowd pleaser. Yes. It's, it's made and, to be you fun. You know, like, you know, I've been hearing that uh, with people describing it, um, a crowd pleaser. Yeah, it's definitely, I don't know, the, the crowd pleaser thing, I, I feel like is kind of like a shot at general audiences, um, maybe. How do you feel about that term? Uh, well, when I hear the crowd pleaser, I think, I think of, I think of movies like Remember the Titans. I love well, that movie. I, I, well, well, I love it, but it's a crowd pleaser. I, 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 True. Okay. I see what you mean. I, and it hits certain beats. Exactly. Okay. Pirates of the Caribbean, crowd pleaser. Okay. But also a great movie. Mm-hmm. India, like, I, like, I'm thinking of sol- okay. solid movies, but are not pushing the envelope. But, but they're, they're good movies. But you walk out of there feeling great. Got it. Okay. And right. I walked out of here feeling good. Yeah. Not great, but I walked out of there feeling good. Okay, and, fair. and of course, of course, when you end on you know, like you know, the Live Aid concert, then you're mm-hmm. gonna be on on a high because they're singing all these great songs yeah. and this great audience, you know, this audience and stuff. Yeah, but I don't know if they had to do the entire concert. They did quite a bit. <laughs> they, did. Uh, they didn't quite do the whole twenty minute set, but it was like fifteen minutes. Like it was close. It was getting close. It was probably ten or fifteen. The point minutes. where I sat back and I'm like, they're gonna do the whole concert. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. They just went from although, song to song to song. Although I did love it. I mean, he he, and I've seen most of that. A set. Before, oh, like, oh like yeah, on I'm just online like somewhere. The problem is they the songs they did at the Live Aid. It bothers me only because we heard those songs earlier. So I feel like I'm just hearing repeats, repeats. of songs I've already sure. heard. And so I and so at the very least, they got such a large catalog of great music. Show them making other great songs. I don't have to hear in that Live Aid. That way, yeah. when I hear it, it'll be the first time I hear it in this movie, and I'm not just listening to them do it over again. And it's and a great song, but it's like a song repeat. You're like, all right, skip next song. I've already heard this. I've already heard this. Yeah, absolutely. And let's go to the Live Aid. That whole sequence was a great way to end the movie, I feel like. Again, it is a crowd-pleasing ending. Yeah. Because it's not like... You haven't seen Philadelphia yet no. with uh, Tom Hanks and Denzel, mm-hmm. but it ends with... But I, but you kind of know how it ends, yeah. right? And so it ends with like Tom Hanks like dying of AIDS and stuff. Yeah. He just like, doesn't look good at all, right? And so... You, you want to see that? No, you don't. Well... You, you can't have that in a crowd pleaser. You want to end True. seeing Freddie at his best, seeing mm-hmm. Freddie at, at his highest. And so that's why they ended it right there, which is all like, if you see him at his lowest, you don't want to, it's sad. And although it's true, you want a crowd pleaser and crowd pleasers don't end 
on like again we know he's dying we know he's gonna die but we ended at the concert we ended at like when the game ends and they win and it's and it's hugs and kisses and then we say by the way he died at this time and time obviously but we want to end you with a good feeling and that's what they wanted there and i would have been fine with them ending right there Mm -hmm. but but again we needed those lower lows to kind of sure very true yeah um so with with Live Aid, uh, the music, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, of course, it's, it's about Queen. It's so Queen, so the, the music's gonna be great. The music is fantastic. Yeah. Did you have any issues with like lip syncing or anything like that? No, it looked good. Yeah, I, I like. I, I never noticed it if there was if there was lip sync. Obviously, there would be for for certain for certain parts. I heard that Rami Malek actually can actually do a pretty good Freddie Mercury like actually singing because he had to actually sing in front of the actual band surviving members of the band yeah in order to and before he even got the role got it so he so like i I, from what i heard like the moment where he actually sang and sang for them after their their show when they're the smiles like he acts that was actually him oh because again there are points where they're actually in the studio and they're just kind of recording and they could probably get freddie's voice but yeah i think they did and i'm sure for a lot of it yeah but you know but but it's but it's good if the person can do a decent thing For certain points where you don't necessarily have Freddie's voice in that thing, like, oh, you can do the voice? Okay, then please. I mean, it just makes it easier on ADR as well as just, you know, post-production. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he, again, I didn't notice it. Yeah, I think I noticed it in, like, one spot, but... Oh, which part? Um, uh, It was in one of the concert pieces. I can't remember. Um, it, was, was it during the montage? Yeah, I think like, it was they're like montaging their tour. Yeah, 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 I think it was it was during that. It was just like one part, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I looked for it again. And I didn't really mm. see it, so it was only one spot. So that's pretty good, I think. Yeah, I, I have that same thing with cuts where I'll I'll see a weird cut where like the the camera will be on a person and they just mm-hmm. cut to another angle of them, but it just feels like a jump cut. Yeah, but it's the same shot of the same person, just slightly different. It's amateurish. Yeah, and I'll see it every once in a movie, and I just be like. Okay. That's weird. Yeah. Especially when everything else is so professionally, you know, well made. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, I think that was really good. Speaking of the montage and all that, I wasn't a huge fan of the montage, Mm. um, but because I feel like it's just cheating. Yeah. (laughs) And been done and I've seen it. A billion times. And like, you're better than that. Unless you're Rocky, I don't want to see no montage. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Like Rocky gets away with it. That's all right. Um, but I, I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan of that, just because it's been played out. It, it also it felt like you know when they kept doing doing his poses and then like the neon lights. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like like again, like I felt completely neutral when it was happening. Like I wasn't feeling great. I wasn't feeling like bad. I was just like, all right, you got to go through this. All right, just get it, get it going. Let's 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 get through this. This is play. All right, come on. Oh you yeah. Keep, like, are you gonna keep doing this? Uh, Okay, there's more neon poses of Freddie Mercury. All right, keep. All right, they're all right, they keep yeah, going. They're, yeah, it's like, <laughs> all right, they just keep on there. Let me look at my watch. Uh, one thing I did like was I think it was like right before that was when they did the reviews mm-hmm. of Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. I did oh, yeah. like that. I like that. Yeah, because I but, felt like it was like a trailer kind of thing. You know how they like yeah. put that up. The only on problem is that stuff? didn't affect them though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It was like, I, and I, I, I would have liked that to at least affect them. Like true. Like maybe like, like maybe them have some... them like reading it as as they put them up. Maybe have them with like a paper reacting to it or something but something it, it didn't affect them negatively though yeah and it I feel like it needed to because it felt like you're playing like you have like you know these negative reviews of a song but it's during like it's while they're playing it but it's like supposed to be happy and positive and 
you're feeling pretty good right now. Like you're reading it, like, oh yeah, they yeah, boy, were they wrong about that song? Moment where what's his name? I want to point out someone I like, Mike Myers. Okay, I, didn't, it took me, I was just gonna ask you about it. It, it took me a while to like because I saw his name in the credits when the movie started. And then, so did I. But he, yeah. but he had the heavy beard on and stuff, yeah. and the and like the aviator glasses. So I was very much like, it wasn't until he he did a slight thing with his voice that sounded like Shrek. And yes. I was like Mike Myers. <laughs> yes, I caught that too. I totally got that. It it took me I'd say like a second, but then uh, om- almost immediately I I saw that it was Mike Myers. Well, I was. Uh, it took me a minute because uh, he he had the heavy makeup on and stuff. Yeah. And also, like I had the same thing when he when he had a, that, that scene in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Where like. It took me a minute to realize, and also because I'm so used to him being silly that when he's like just playing a real person, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, he can act well. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really, I, re- I really enjoyed Mike Myers in the movie. It was just he was one of those bright spots. But I wish they, I wish there would have been more consequences because you remember how like they brush up against him with the whole the, the song is six minutes, the song goes on for six bloody minutes and all that. And it's, the fact that they just go out and give it to someone else to play and they play it and it's fine. I feel like did they break their contract? Was there they just do things and i guess it's just yeah there's no like there's no repercussions or anything and, and one thing i i do know like that i brought into the movie is bohemian rhapsody wasn't like this huge hit on the charts it's once they started touring it and everyone started seeing it live they're like oh my god this is amazing well, once you're live you're fantastic. just like okay yeah yeah but it wasn't like this huge hit that everyone thinks it is now because it's become such an anthem. Yeah, maybe they should have shown that. But it was a sleeper hit, so yeah. it didn't. So it didn't like pop the moment it hit hit hit, hit the radio. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now it's this anthem that everyone yeah. knows. Um, at least I hope everyone knows. And if they um, don't, they're communists, right? Yeah, they, but even then, communists. Yeah, I mean, even, communists like even communists too. like come on, come on, they know good music. <laughs> um, we didn't see any of that. It just assumed, oh yeah, it was a huge hit. And all this stuff, but it just goes back to no friction. No friction. Yeah. It's too smooth. Yeah. It's like silk, man. You just wait, did I feel anything? I don't even know if I felt it was too smooth. Hey man, I like whiskey. I like a little bit of burn. You want you, you, you like you want some kick, right? Yeah, I want, you a, little want a little bit, bit of, kick. of kick. Yeah, there's there's no kick with this movie. Yeah. Alright, so Brian, your rating. Yeah, so I came out of this movie thinking I like this movie. I'm in like with this movie. I'm not in love with this movie. Not gonna I'll, date it. But I, I'll date it. You'll date it. I ain't gonna marry this movie. Casual date. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'll casual. casual date. Keep it cash. I'll text you. <laughs> yeah. Don't. No, no, no. You don't need my number. It's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. I'll, I'll, uh, Facebook Messenger. Here. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even get my digits. From a fake account. <laughs> exactly. Okay, I'll make a new account. Um, but. And then the more I thought about it, the more things I started to to kind of come up with that that kind of bothered me because mm. you know I like to marinate on movies for you know a few hours to a day, and I started really f- getting that. And the, yeah, it comes down to there wasn't any kick in this movie. I feel like there were there was a foundation. There were there was a better movie there. Mm-hmm. That if they just like went into the character study aspect of it a little bit more, um, and and showed us a low point like you were saying, showed us him at rock bottom, showed us his party life and how being gay affected him, and you know they did show some about 
um, how the rumors about him being gay affect him a little bit. It's weird, though, because... But I didn't get a lot of it. Also, being gay in the 80s was a huge deal. It was a huge deal. But yet it didn't feel like it was, a, it was that big of a deal at yeah. all. Yeah, like, like they mentioned it on TV a couple of times and he reacted to it. But I wanted to see more of that. Like, let's like throw out like an interview or something. I don't know. I just didn't feel like they really put a spotlight on that. Well, I, I, I didn't feel like the whole homosexuality thing isolated him. Yeah, and I feel well, like I feel like it should have, especially, it in the, should especially, have. especially in the '80s when like homophobia was at like its all time high. Oh, absolutely. But because before that, they just didn't talk about. They didn't talk about like you know, like you know, before the '80s, gays didn't exist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, it was something that was shunned in a lot of parts of the country and the world. It was illegal. Yeah. You know, and and so that's just something they didn't talk about. But you know, again, late '70s, but again, 80s, crowd pleaser though. It goes back to it, and I this movie and going into my rating, this movie was too much of a crowd pleaser for me. Mm. I wanted to see some more grittiness, too it much was, sugar, not enough salt. Exactly, and and ultimately, I felt like I didn't learn a ton about the right? band itself. Like, and what did I didn't learn? know a ton about the band coming in. I know a decent amount, but I feel like I didn't for a two hour and fifteen minute movie. I did not learn a lot about the movie. The music was great. Rami Malek was great, but it just some parts of it fell flat for me, and that is why I'll give it. I'll go like a six point seven five. I don't quite want to put it at Ooh. a seven. Okay. Well, let's. I'll, I'll be nice. We'll put it at a seven. Okay. We'll put it at a seven. Feeling generous. I'm feeling generous. Rami got it there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Rami. Yeah. Without Rami, this is probably. Like a three. This is not a movie. <laughs> there is, is no movie. movie. There is no movie. But I'll give it a seven. Yeah, I think we're on the same page here. I mean, you said it all, so I'll just say 6.5 for me. Mm-hmm. 6.5 out of 10. It was like at a seven, 7.5 when I walked out because I was feeling the hive. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, the crowd pleasingness of it. But then as you start to think about it, and you're just like, well, did anything really happen? But I felt everything felt so easy. It was too seamless. I, I like you know me. I love I love me some conflict. Yeah. And oh yeah. It was, it was, this movie was conflictless. It really was. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. We're gonna hop over to the spoiler side. So, what was the thing you wanted to talk about? Yeah. So the one thing I want to talk about is so in the movie, uh, before the Live Aid concert, he finds out that he has AIDS, mm-hmm. and then he announces it to the band, mm-hmm. and. That totally didn't happen in real life. Oh, yeah. I heard, I heard it yeah. like a year later. Uh, a year or two. A year or two later. Yes. But it, but, but, it, yeah, but it wasn't right then. It wasn't right then. It was, it was way after he the He eventually concert, did tell them, of course, but it wasn't for the Live Aid concert. Yeah, it was way after. Yeah, and I understand why they did it. To kind of give you a, a nice little crowd-pleasing ending there. Um, but... I feel like it's disingenuous because I feel like that's such a difference there. I mean, yeah, two years, <laughs> uh, you know, at, at the live in concert, he had no idea he had AIDS or no. HIV, AIDS, any of it. It turned just a concert that they were doing to help people into a farewell show for Freddie. Yeah. And it, it wasn't. They actually did concerts and I believe another album. Oh, after dude! That. Like Freddie did his solo thing and then came back and apparently everything was fine in real life. Also, Freddie did some stuff with Michael Jackson. Yeah, that we never hear about. You know, obviously you embellish on 
a real life story to kind of spice it up. But sometimes you're just like, the facts are more interesting than what you could make up. Why don't you just do what they have? Uh, or at least use elements of it at the very least, obviously. Yeah, and, and one of the things that really kind of confused me in the movie, mm-hmm. and then that's why I sought this out to, to find out, because I actually didn't know that this was wrong until later. Mm-hmm. And But it felt wrong to me, because it said that his uh, partner, Jim Hutton, mm-hmm. so he comes back in the meet, uh, and then the guy he met once and then met again later and in then, life. Yeah. And that was it? Yes, that part. Like, he's more important in real life, right? Yeah, oh yeah. They were they were together um, actually around that time, around Live Aid, until the end of his life. Okay. And, and then I believe uh, Jim Hutton was around until he had uh, HIV and AIDS as well. Um, he didn't die until 2010? Eight? I was about to say, that would have made a really, really Five. passionless love life of one of those right? AIDS. Well, that, that's what confused me. Was like, alright, so he already knows that he has AIDS, so I'm sure they didn't have sex, right? Or right? maybe, they, you know... Or just wore like eight layers of condoms well, yeah. or something. But in reality... They both had it. They both ended up having it. You know, he, Jim, lived longer, and of course, at a certain point... You know, uh, you know, starting like the 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, they started getting a lot better drugs. And, a lot better you know, treatment for it and stuff. Yeah, a lot better And also, treatment. I'm sure, also, I'm sure Jim Hutton also just lived a better life or, or like, like a healthier life than him. So his body was just probably less because, drugs. Less than... drugs because the drug just weakens the body anyway. So, if, so throw an eighth or eighth on top of a body that's already been weakened from all that partying lifestyle, it's probably just. Yeah, Absolutely. But that confused me, <laughs> especially at the end when it said uh, Jim. I, I think it might have said Jim died. Maybe it didn't. Maybe I just looked that up I later. I think it just said they were partners until. Okay, family. then maybe I looked up later and I saw that he had it too. And then I was like, all right, I need to like go back and like look up the inaccuracies. And that's when I found out about the whole the two year gap there. Mm. Um, but like. At the time in the movie, I felt something off, mm. and it kind of took me out at the end a little bit. Mm. Um, not a huge thing. I feel like this movie had bigger issues than yeah. that. That's why I was fine just keeping it to the end because it wasn't like something that was glaring for me. Um, because it, you do try to, you you do try to uh, make it more dramatic, and yeah. I understand that. But um, I I didn't I I think they could have done it without it, and that's why I leave all the true story bullshit at the door. Otherwise, yeah. every true story movie is going to be bullshit, and yeah. you're not going to like it because it didn't happen the way the movie says it happened. Absolutely, for sure. And I and I try not to look up the true stories, or if I do, if I do, I'm like, okay, one's a movie, one's real life. I can handle that. But this one was like such, like everyone knows Queen and all that kind of stuff. Like I couldn't help but look into it. And this time it just, it got to me. It made it worse. Yeah, it got to me. Maybe because I already had issues, some issues with the movie. So maybe it was like, all right, we're just piling on here. Uh, And it could have been that. Because uh, uh, maybe a lot of the biopics I've seen uh, do it better and I just don't give a shit. Although it's weird, there are very few good biopics at this point because they all kind of follow the same formula. True. 
You just follow the playbook. You just, you just follow the playbook. Yeah. That kind of sums up this movie pretty well. It's a, yeah. You know, I would have liked some fabricated friction at this point. You know what I mean? Just to give me some kind of friction, right? Yeah. Like, You're like, make shit up. You, you made up <laughs> the end, so let's make it up. And it's like, and it's like by the way, uh, Freddie Dad called him a faggot a billion times. <laughs> did, did that really happen? No. Yeah. But it, <laughs> made it more interesting. Made it better. <laughs> made it juicy. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for another look. You can message us at anotherlook at gmail.com. You can message us also on Facebook, and you can message us on Twitter at anotherlook. That is with three O's. I am Jeremy McKinley. I'm Brian Powers. Thank you for joining us.